All right. Well, I'm back. <laughs> it's all about the puns today, right? All right, let me see who did your homework. Who's got your leaves? <laughs> That's epic. I love it. Those are like those Egyptian fans. So I think we've discovered who has the largest leaf here today. Who's got the, um, who's got the smallest leaf? There it is. I think I see it. All right. Teeny tiny, little tiny leaf for little tiny baby. It's a Despicable Me reference for those of you uninitiated amongst us. But I want you guys to look at your leaf. We've talked about it today in Biblical Foundations. You've been meditating on God's beautiful creation. And tonight is really going to be a celebration about what he is doing in your life. Tonight, tonight's just a love fest for the bros, for the ladies, for all of God's children. And today we're talking about seeds. Now, I've always been fascinated by leaves because they're so intricate and so masterfully crafted. You guys have seen the veins that go through these leaves? And it makes you think about how God created us and how we have the capillaries that go all over our body delivering that life-giving blood. Now, there are some people out there who think that we just evolved, but every time I look at God's creation, I'm like, how do you answer these biological systems of irreducible complexity. Like, there are certain things that just can't happen. Like, we know that they were created. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We were created. So, for those of you who have been asking, I bring to you tonight a little bit of that heat. See, leaves come from trees and trees come from seeds. And tonight we're discussing the one seed who bleeds. And he did so to meet every one of our needs. And he offers it freely. Whoever receives, when we see and perceive, confess and believe, then we'll understand. So let's go ahead and read. Yeesh. And where we'll be reading today is John chapter 12, verses 24, 25, and the one that comes after 25. So let's flip on over there. And I believe this is the NIV. I beg your pardon. All right. So we have the New International Version on deck. And this is Jesus talking. Okay. These are red letters. If your Bible has red letters, then these are red letters. Because if it's in red, that's what Jesus said. So he's talking to the people, his people, his homies, his super bunk. And he says this, very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will also be. As my Catholic friends say, this is the word of the Lord. So tonight, if you are taking notes with us, then our big idea, our big question tonight, what's in a seed? See, what I had you guys look at all day long today was the product of a seed. Like we said, leaves come from trees and trees come from seeds. And we were looking at the product of a seed. And that's just one product. Just one product. So I have a bit of a science lesson. Some of you guys, maybe you took physics or integrated physics and chemistry, or you have an understanding of when I use these two terms, potential energy and kinetic energy. You guys know what that means, potential energy and kinetic energy? Well, we know what potential means, right? All of these sports 
leagues, they have this draft and they have all these highlights of these college players and like, oh, there's one man. He's really got potential. You know, it's exactly what this team needs. I'd take him in the first round as soon as I could. Potential, what could be. Just very simply explaining potential. Potential means what could be. Can you say that with me? What could be. Okay. And then kinetic energy, we're going to say this, we're going to say this with a little attitude. I'm going to turn my little bill sideways. We're going to say that kinetic energy is what it is. Okay. So kinetic energy, what it is. I like that. A little bit of, you know, a little bit of sauce. So potential energy, what could be. Kinetic energy, what it is. Yeah. All right. So you guys, we're all on the same page now. Now, here's the thing. If you are a conspiracy theorist like me, it's all connected. You know that the entropy of the universe is constantly degrading everything that's in existence, right? Weathering. I was looking at the flagpoles today. I'm like, these are beautiful flagpoles. I can tell they've been out in the weather. And they will last a long time, long time. But eventually, they will break down. Our human bodies, right? Some of you guys, you're in the prime of your life. You're running around. I've seen how much sugar you're putting in your coffee in the morning. You're like, I'm going to live forever. <laughs> and then I see you in the afternoon, and you're like, I'm not going to make it. Eventually, our human body will also wear down. And it's just because of the entropy of the universe, or as we call it, the curse. Thanks, Adam, right? We were going to live forever, and then Adam and Eve messed up. As I like to say, Eve was deceived and now we are bereaved so we shouldn't still want to take from the tree we're talking about leaves tonight we're talking about what's in a seed and we looked at one product of what's in a seed but when I see a seed and when you see a seed we see potential energy we don't see what it is when you look at a seed you see what could this be what's in there yeah what was in there you guys remember that dog video I talked about? See, the problem with potential and kinetic energy is that so many times on this earth, the potential isn't exactly what we get with the kinetic, right? We have so much enthusiasm and so much excitement, and we think it's going to turn out a certain way, and that's just not how it turns out. Trust me, I'm a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> But I guarantee you, every year, we put on our blue and silver and we say, this is our year, right? Potential. And all over the country, we've got these small town high schools and they're doing two-a-days and these guys are sweating in insane heat and they're like, just a little farther, come on. And you're like, ah. And everybody thinks this is our year. But at the end of the year, it's really only one team's year, right? That's what playoffs are for. Whether you're watching the NBA playoffs, whether you watch the NFL playoffs or hockey. Any hockey fans in here? Okay. All right. Respect. Yeah. That's cool. I watch tennis. I really like watching tennis. I liked playing tennis in high school because I didn't have to worry about like my other teammates not passing me the ball. I knew that I'd hit the ball and it was coming back. I like tennis. I was pretty good at it. But we always look at potential and it almost never lives up to the hype. There's almost always disappointment, whether that's in your sports team, whether that's in your relationship, whether that's in whatever you put your faith in, you're almost never rewarded with what you thought it could be. Well, 
I don't understand. I, I thought when we got together, it was going to be like this. But then what it is, is not what I thought it was going to be. We are almost always disappointed with potential energy and kinetic energy. There are no perpetual motion machines in existence because there's friction. There's wind resistance. There's always something that takes away a little bit of energy and we don't get as far as we thought. Once you guys start driving and you have that little range finder in your car, it's a lie, okay? I have been driving before and I'm like, oh, I got 32 miles before I ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I need to pull over. <laughs> because the potential of what we think is going to be never actually turns out to be what it is. And that's disappointing. That's bothersome. That's that's a trust destroyer right there, right? If you've been burned one too many times and all of a sudden you don't feel comfortable forming new relationships because you thought, well, I met a friend at Eagle Ridge and we were going to be best friends forever, left on red, right? Or, man, you know, I'm so excited about this team and my coach and he's going to take us to the promised land, gets another job, goes to another school. My freshman year of high school, we were two games away from going to the state finals in football. I was so excited. I mean, we had three of the coach's sons on the team. We had a great staff. We had momentum. We had energy. And then in February, he sits us all down and he says, guys, I'm moving to North Texas. Gone. We never made the playoffs after that. See, the potential, when we were freshmen, we thought, oh, this is what it could be. But it didn't turn out to be what it is. And that happens in life. We are consistently disappointed. We are consistently let down. But tonight I want to talk to you about a seed. What's in a seed? We know that all of these factors on earth are fighting against the potential of everything that we put our hope in. We put our faith in. Jesus, we talked about with the mountain on day one, said if you have faith the size of a seed... And we're going to talk about how Jesus is that seed. Follow me here. He says, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat dies, it remains a single seed. Now, we talked about that this morning, and he's using natural terms. But I want you to recognize that Jesus is the seed. In Genesis 3, what some theologians call the proto-salvific prophecy, where they said the seed of the woman is going to bruise the head of the serpent. Many people say, well, that's the first mention of Jesus in the Bible chronologically. Obviously, John chapter 1 and verse 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But as we look at Jesus now as a seed, I want you to understand this. Jesus was the Word of God made flesh. He was born as a human. He lived a perfect life for us. He died. He rose again. He offers us eternal life. Okay, most of you, if you're coming from regular church attendance, you've heard this before, but I want you to look at it a little bit differently tonight because Jesus is a seed that can be sown in our lives and he does not disappoint. Okay, I want you to remember that. See, Jesus was the seed that died and he was sown in the ground and now we look around and our brothers and sisters abound because... We can all be part of the body of Christ because Jesus was that seed that was sown in the ground. And that's what he's saying. Look, if all you hold on to is your natural 
life, your natural seed, the things that we can understand and see around us, you're never going to get what could be. If all we chase after is what we see filtered on social media, and I'm so glad that we were able to do that digital desert and just kind of cleanse ourselves from all those distractions. And I'm so glad that today ah, we were able to enjoy God's beautiful creation all around us. And today I want to affirm you that you have God's word inside of you. We talk today in biblical foundations how every single one of us is built a little bit different. You know how people say, I'm built different. Every one of you is built different. You all have different gifts and talents and callings on your life. We read Jeremiah 1, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, where it says, Before you were even born, I knew you, I consecrated you, I had called you. You are a seed. And tonight, I wanted to tell you this. God, who gave us the seed of Jesus to be put in the ground, raise again, like we talked about the crops this morning, and offer us eternal life. He does not disappoint. And many of us have been disappointed in relationships, in family, in school performance. And we try so hard and people tell you, well, that's not good enough. Maybe some of you have heard these very hurtful, very stinging words. You had so much potential. Or if you get in trouble and you hear this, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, maybe some of us feel like, you know what, I thought my life was going to be different. Maybe I'm just a bad seed. But no, no, you're not. Because you have the seed of the word of God inside of you. And I want you to realize that that manifestation, Jesus is the word made flesh. And in the beginning was the word, that seed. And when God said, let there be, there was an explosion of creative power unleashed on this brand new thing that we call a universe that is still being obedient. It's still expanding. Scientists today are like, whoa, the universe is like still expanding. Well, of course, because it's still being obedient to the word of God because Jesus doesn't disappoint. What he says he's going to do, he's going to do it. And maybe you say, well, Brother Jonathan, you know, I I felt that God was calling me to do something back in kids camp and and now I just feel disappointed because he hasn't done it yet. But there's something about a seed where it has to die. And notice how Jesus said the seed has to die and then it produces more seeds. And that seems counterintuitive, right? We think, well, I can get all my best work done right now when I'm in the prime of my life. But Jesus is saying what we hold on to, our thoughts, our plans, our strength, it's only going to get us so far. And because of the entropy of the universe, it's never going to be what we thought it was. But if we trust him, If we lay our lives down, he's not saying hate yourself. He's saying compared to how much you love Jesus, it's almost like a huge extreme where this doesn't even come close, how much you love your life compared to how much you love Jesus. And he says that, that is where you trust him as the seed. And I wanted to show you guys some love this evening because whatever you have been told, you, our God's masterpiece. I want you to make that personal. I want you to say, I am God's masterpiece. Let me hear you. Okay, that's good. You're obedient. Now, I want you to say it like you actually believe it. 
I am God's masterpiece. And now I want you to say it while you're looking at this leaf. Because we've been talking about this all day long. You understand. You get it. Creation. It glorifies God. And you have the seed of the word of God inside of you. And so this time, we're not just going to say it because I told you to say it. You're not just going to say it because, yeah, okay, I believe it. We're going to say it as a declaration that we are God's masterful creation. Let's say it one more time. I am God's masterpiece. And I want you to believe that. I know that the past two days have been a little bit of a uh, hard word. We were talking earlier, and I'm like, yeah, you know, basically I showed up, and the first two days I'm like, what's wrong with you guys? And we examined ourselves. We examined our hearts. We saw what maybe was trying to distract us from what God is trying to do in our lives. And here's the thing about being in a desert, which we'll talk a little bit more about over the next couple days. There are still seeds in the desert. And even people who think, well, nothing can bloom in that desert. God does some of his best work in the desert. And whatever you've been told, maybe you feel like you're in a desert and you feel like, well, you know, in my situation, I don't have a lot of affirmation. I don't have people encouraging me. I don't feel like maybe you want to do something and then you don't do that or you don't want to do something and then accidentally you do that. The Apostle Paul had that same problem in the book of Romans. He's like, why am I doing the things I don't want to do? But then the things I want to do, I don't do them. And I'm like, ah, what are you doing, Paul? (laughs) Many times we do that. We slip up. We make mistakes, but that doesn't take away from your value. I mentioned it to one of the groups this morning in Biblical Foundations. There's nothing that you could do that would make God stop loving you because nothing you did made him start. We read in Jeremiah that before you were even born, before you even did anything, before they slapped you on the back and you're like, (gasps) he loved you. You hadn't done anything wrong yet, but you hadn't done anything right, but he loved you. And yet somehow we've adopted this lie that, well, I've done too much wrong. Oh, yeah, well, you know, Brother Jonathan, I had potential back when I was a little kid. I'm like, Jesus loved me, this I know, oh, a butterfly. (laughs) And now we're like, yeah, I'm just here because my uncle's like a pastor or something. And we think, well... You know, that's, that's for those church kids. You know, they're, they're the, the beautiful leaves. I'm just a disappointment. I'll share with you a story. I won't share with you her name. But I had a student. And I'm like, hey, kid whose name shall remain anonymous, you need to work a little harder. And I was just encouraging her. And she looks me in the face. This is like, I don't know, week two of the school year. She's a little freshman girl, like 14 and a half. And she goes, I know. I'm such a disappointment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Two days ago, I told you Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I'm like, what is in your heart, child, that you're telling me, not your name, not that you needed a little bit of help with your essay, because that's all it was. That's all it was. And she says, I'm such a disappointment. And I'm like, okay, let's pump the brakes there. We need to work on this. And we did. And I am so excited to tell you that three weeks ago, she graduated. And she was different. She was accomplished. She was excited. She was competent. She was confident in where she was going. And that's just an educational thing. 
I want you tonight to know that God loves you. Yeah, we talked about there may be some things in the way between you and God. Yeah, we talked about how that the enemy is trying to attack you and drag you away from God. But tonight, know that God loves you no matter what you've done because he doesn't love you because of what you've done. We're not called human doings. We're called human beings. He loves you because you are. And he wants you to be his. That's why we were created. We talked about why leaves have a process. We talked about how all these plants are given for a purpose, and each and every one of you was made for a purpose, but your purpose is not your identity. Your purpose is not your worth. Your purpose is not all you're good for. It's what you were made for, but it's not all you're good for. And many times in our performance culture, we succumb to that lie. If I say, Are you a good athlete? What are you going to tell me? You're probably going to tell me the record of your football team. Like, that matters. I've seen incredible athletes on winless teams, but people judge you based on your performance. If I say, oh, are you a good singer? Well, you think, if I can't match this multi-platinum auto-tuned artist, then I'm not a good singer. But if I were to hear you sing, and I'm like, wow, that's so passionate. That's so pure. That's so loving. But we think, I'm only as good as what I do. I'm only as good as my potential weighed against my kinetic energy. And we discussed this earlier today, that many of you think, you know what? I don't have my life figured out. I don't know what God's called me to do. I feel that God has given me the gift of blank. And you drew a blank. That's okay. God still loves you. I will say it again. Nothing that you do will cause God to stop loving you because there's nothing that you did for him to start. He loved you when he created the universe, when he said, let there be. And that creative explosion formed swirling galaxies, solidified into planets from which he sprung forth seed-bearing plants. And then he scooped up some of that soil full of potential, full of the ability to create growth and reproduce after its own kind. And he breathed into it. He said, I'm going to call this one man made in my image. And if you are made in God's image, that means you have creative potential. That means that you can speak into your life and change those circumstances. I don't know what you're going home to. I don't know what you're going to go back to school and face. We talked about what school looked like last year. It was a little different. Last year was built different. But I know that you were created from the same soil that these leaves come from. I know that you are God's masterpiece. I know that you are brimming with creative potential, even if you don't see it. We're going to do a quick object lesson. Oh, no, everyone has left the pavilion. (laughs) Are you guys gone? No. (laughs) Just because I didn't see you doesn't mean you're not there. And just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And if you're hiding from God like Adam was in the garden covering himself with leaves, trying to say, God, don't look at my sin. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't live up to my potential, God. God went looking for him. He said, Adam, where are you? You belong with me. You belong to me. You need me. 
And he said, well, I hid because I was ashamed. I didn't live up to my potential, God. My kinetic energy just fizzled out. And uh, by the way, it's the woman's fault. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eve was like, well, it was the serpent's fault. And the serpent was like, Shh. But God said, you know what? It's okay, because I've already prepared a seed. The seed of the woman is going to bruise the head of the serpent. See, I've already planned a seed full of potential, creative power that's going to redeem you so that you can be with me. See, I've already made a plan that no matter what you've done, we can still be together because I love you so much. And I wanted to remind you of that tonight. We've been playing with leaves all day long. Hopefully none of us are itching tomorrow. We'll find out, right? You're going to be like, leaves, if they were the wrong kind of leaves. But I also want you to wake up tomorrow and remember, wow, God loves me. Before you even brush your teeth, because some of you are almost unlovable before you brush your teeth. You know what I'm saying? You roll over and you tell your counselor, you're like, hi, and your counselor's like, bye. No, 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 no. But in the world that judges us on our body image, that judges us on our academic smarts or our athletic prowess, we can be tricked into thinking we're only as good as what we do. But you're not. You're not. Don't let anyone deceive you. Don't let anyone take away from the fact that you are full of potential. You are a seed. The Bible even says that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. It talks about how we, if we accept Jesus into our hearts, are Abraham's seed. Jesus was described as a seed. We are described as a seed because we have potential to reproduce. I've heard so many great testimonies from the counselors about how the word was sown in their lives years ago at Eagle Ridge, and now they are reproducing after their own kind. They are making sure that you know God loves you, that he has a plan for you, that no matter what you've heard, no matter what people have rejected you or abandoned you, you are God's masterpiece. It doesn't matter what your parents say, your former friends, your ex, your enemies. It doesn't matter what you say to yourself. Sometimes the hardest people that we have to convince are in the mirror. But I want you to realize that tonight. The reason that I've had you going through all of this vegetation so that we can have a celebration that you are God's magnificent creation. And I'm going to invite Bethany up. And I want to allow for some time tonight that we can enter into the presence of God. I want to allow some time for us to open up. If we've been holding back, if we've been like Adam saying, God, I'm sorry that I didn't fulfill my potential. My parents are disappointed. My teachers are disappointed. My counselors, my youth pastors are disappointed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And God's actively looking for you. God doesn't send you to the corner and separate yourself. See, sin separates us from God, but God always comes looking for us. And I want you to take some time tonight. We're going to allow as much time as we need for you to accept that love of God, for you to just marinate in it, for you to be 
baptized in it. Recognize, you know what, I, I am God's masterpiece. He does love me. No matter what I've done, there's forgiveness for that. No matter what you're going to do, right? This is not like a turning point in your life and you shall go and sin no more. We mess up. We do. And I want you to remember this deep down. I want you to have it rooted and grounded so that it can bear fruit. Like we talked yesterday about the good soil. Remember, this is all connected this week. And if you feel like you're in a desert and you feel like you've been separated from God and you feel disappointed where you are, know that he loves you. That's going to begin to change how we approach the rest of this week. And Bethany's going to lead us in some worship. And I want you, if you would, you don't have to stand if you don't feel led. You don't have to sing out loud. You don't have to pray out loud. I want you and God to spend some time together. If your neighbor's distracting you, just close your eyes, shut them out. Just focus on what the Lord is saying to you tonight. Tonight he is reminding you, I made you, I redeemed you, I'm pursuing you because I love you. And whether you came to camp with some things on your heart and you're like, man, you know, I have really messed up and I don't feel like God can love me where I am, know that he does. Know that he's looking for you. Maybe you think, oh, this is, I, I didn't fulfill what I could be, but you're not done. You have so much more life ahead of you. And Jesus said, if all you worry about is your natural life, then you're going to miss this whole eternity. And I want you tonight to accept the fact that you are God's masterpiece. It doesn't matter what you see in the mirror. It doesn't matter what you see on the report card. It doesn't matter what you see in your direct messages or your emails, if you guys still do that. God loves you. And we're going to take a few minutes to just meditate on that fact. And allow him to renew that soil in our hearts for this potential and this seed to blossom over the rest of this week. Would you join us in worship? guys feel like you need to come to the altar, then they are definitely open for you.
was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And oh, what a Savior! Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah! Christ is over you tonight. Lord, we're so thankful that you have reached out to us here in this place, God, that you have allowed us to experience such peace, such peace in this place, God, that we can be removed from all the noise and all the distractions and all the pollution of our everyday environments, that we could come to this place that's it's like a garden where you met with Adam and you fellowshiped and you reasoned in relation with him. God, remind us that we, like Adam, are your masterful creation. You love us. You've planted the seed of the word of God inside of us. And regardless of what we see right now, it's just temporary. It's just temporal. Our circumstances right now will change, will grow, will become closer to you. And remind us tonight, God, that you love us so much. You sent your only son to die for us, to be planted in the ground like a seed and raised again so that we could be reunited with you again, that nothing that we could do would ever stop you from loving us because we didn't do anything for you to start, God. Before we were born, you knew us, you consecrated us, you called us, you filled us to the brim with unlimited creative potential. And our story's not done yet. God, you are writing our stories. You love us. You chose us. Help us to love you back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to continue to worship. In a little bit, Andrea is going to come up with a little more direction about where our evening's going. But again, just soak that up tonight. 
meditate on the fact that God loves you and you are his greatest creation. More than all of this natural beauty around us, you are God's masterpiece, full of potential. And that's what's in the seed. Let's worship.